Hello and welcome to this week's GG Weekend Watch, kindly sponsored by Bet UK. Well, we are back once again after we have had a crazy festive period. We have had back-to-back-to-back racing, but none of us mind when it was as good and competitive as it was. We have had a little bit of a breather this week, but we're right back into the quality action again this weekend from Sandown and Wincanton. And I shall be looking ahead to the feature races with Andrew Carter. Andrew Carter? Whoa, you two have got married now. (laughs) (laughs) He wishes. <laughs> you wish I was going to say, well, it's your name, Daryl, anyway, so at least it was that way around. Yeah. <laughs> with Daryl Mount and with Andrew Carter, as they're now going to be done for the rest of his show. But whatever guys they're in, whatever marriage or status they're in, they had a really good week last week because they had Gallic George placing at 72, tipped up by Andrew. Farmer's Gamble placed at 15 to 1, tipped up by Daryl. Ghost Steady placed at 5 to 1, tipped up by Daryl. Grumpy Charlie won at 15 to 2 as Andrew's nap. Morgan Ferry won at 11 to 10, tipped up by Daryl. And Idalco Biu placed at 18 to 1, tipped up by Daryl. So well done again, guys, for those results on last week's show. And this week we begin at Sandown with a 0 to 130 handicap chase. Four five rods and over over two mile four at one fifteen, where Gemerand heads the betting as the seven to four market leader. And what well, is a bit of a lopsided market here, Daryl? So would you like to kick us off, please? Yeah, this is a good little race. I think we're expecting uh, a good bit of rain due on Saturday and Saturday, Friday night, Saturday morning. So I think it's going to be quite testing there. So you're going to want a horse that, that handles uh, deep conditions, I guess. So I can see why Gemeron for Venetia Williams at the top of the market. He's a bit slow though. Uh, that'd just be my concern with these railway fences and. Uh, around Sandown, if he if he makes a mistake, he's not going to have the pace to get back into it. I wouldn't have thought. Uh, so I, I'm quite happy to take him on at the top of the market. I like PJB for Richard Spencer. This horse was really really well backed at Haydock uh, last time, but he, he fell at the uh, at the first uh, fell at the seventh. Uh, but he was travelling all right. And um, the time before at Carlow, I thought he caught the eye out the back of a good field. I, th- I thought they were just giving him a bit of experience that day. I think he's pretty well handicapped off of Mark 127. Very unexposed. Um, and uh, yeah, I think he'd go very close in this on the Sean Bowen. GG and battle the Sean Bowen. Yo, nicely done, nicely done. Ever with the professional hat on, Daryl, as well. Yes, like you say, GG ambassador. Sean Bowen then at five to one about PJB, like a lot taking on Gemerald at the head of the market. Andrew, do you have similar thoughts? Yeah, if you've come for professionalism, you've come to the wrong place. I was going to say, exactly. <laughs> Don't come expecting that again next week, then you'll be yeah, lucky. Funnily enough, I do know someone called Andrew Carter. Um, he's a, um, a fr- friend of mine. He's a racehorse owner. And a few nights out in Charlton, he's also the CEO of Chapel Down Wine, so a good, good Ooh. handy bloke to know. So, uh, Get him on the podcast. Yeah, I've yeah. already given him a name mention, so there you go. Yeah, at, at Andrew Carter 21, if you want him on the podcast. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, this uh, was quite interesting race, this. Um, I didn't like Precious Eleanor. I thought this one's a spring horse. Only ever won in March and April, only ever won when favourite. Um, certainly read a likely right-handed track, but it's probably going to be too soft for him. Um, I mean, I'm just looking at the prices now. Gemeron, um, pretty quirky, and this track's very different to Sobel, where he won last time out on good ground. And you look at some of the jockey comments from Charlie Deutsch saying that, you know, you've got to kind of like, you know, leave him alone. He's got to be on his own a bit. I just thought, yeah, seven or four, forget it. Um, it's going to be overrated here. There were two I liked PJB, uh, unsuited by the left handed track um, prior to falling at uh, Haydock last time out, to jump out to his right locations. One here at Sandown over hurdles, and high up in the air. Uh, for Gary Moore, reluctant to race last time out, but has done well at this time of year before. You look at his record in January and February, five wins from 10 starts. So when I first looked at this, I couldn't see any prices. Looking at it now, high stakes, nine to one. 
sorry, sorry, high stakes, high up in the air, 20 to 1, and uh, PJB 5 to 1. So they all split states between that pair. Oh, like it. Yeah, like you say, high up in the air, then 20 to 1 as the outsider of the field. So yeah, split states between him and PJB. So a pair of you agreeing on that 5 to 1 shot as well. Like that a lot. We head to Incanton next for a 0 to 150 handicap chase with five rods and over, over two mile four at 130. Just six declared runners here, Andrew. So how are you playing this one? Yeah, I was against Celeb Dallin at Cheltenham um, last year when he was favourite for one of the handicaps at the festival because that, that race, the plate, normally goes to a prominent racer. And I thought, I said beforehand, his hold-up style is going to leave him vulnerable. And it did. He finished fifth. Uh, and he, he followed that with a fairly modest fourth. So, again, six runners round Wing Canton, a speed track. Is it going to suit his come-from-behind style? He might get away with it because there are a couple of pace angles in here. Um, um, you know, uh, Alexia... Um, Denuts, for example, but I always think uh, I want to back the, the two. Uh, what well, oh, I was going to say, the two biggest price horses in the race one of them is eights into 11 to two. That's Messier des Obos, who goes well at this time of year. Two runs at Wing Canton would have produced two wins, the last of those uh, in grade two company when he beat Protectorat into second, um, it, albeit two years ago. Uh, as I say, he's an 11 year old now, but you, you've got to give him a chance at that sort of price. And, and um, Galahad Quest is the other one. This is a horse they keep running in big fields, usually at Cheltenham in those big two and a half mile handicap uh, races, uh, like the Paddy Power Gold Cup, etc. And he keeps running all right, but you know, not brilliant fifth, sixth, that sort of thing. So back in a small field at a time of year when he's won previously both his wins in January and February, soft ground suits. I thought of the prices with Jane Williams's yard going well. Um, Galahad Quest over Messier des Oboe for me. Oh, cool. Yeah, Galahad Quest 10 to 1 outside. And like you say, Mazir Desobo has been backed in from 8 to 1 into 11 to 2, though. So, yeah, he arrives. He probably would have been the second biggest uh, price horse then in this race. But taking on those at the head of the market is Andrew Darrow. Are you thinking along similar lines? Yeah, very similar lines. So, whoever priced this up got this completely wrong because Mazir Desobo should be favourite for this. Oh, yes. Uh, I think this horse is a cracking bet on Saturday. I've got to be honest with you. Two from two at Wincant and goes well after the turn of the year as well. But, um, very rarely beaten yeah, just uh, in, in sort of January, February time. His last run, I know it came like a long time ago, 385 days ago, but he was chasing home La Presse over two miles five um, and he just sort of emptied out. That was a proper grade, like grade one pace they went that day um, and he just, his sort of stamina was found out. He's a bit more of a speed horse rather than a stayer. But coming around the home bend at Ascot, he was, you know, he was definitely on the Hompress's tail. And La Hompress was rated 136 then. He was giving him seven pounds. He's got a great record fresh. He uh, he won here in December in 2020 when he was returning from 300 days off. Uh, Alan King, I don't ever have a problem with any of his horses sort of turning up first time because he knows how to get them right. They, uh, they don't have too many options with this horse you know like he's been very difficult to train so every time he comes to the race course you know he's there to to pick up some money so i think um i think he's got to go very very close here he's down to a mark of 140 like like this is this is just set up for him to to run really well i think alexa denutz gets cheek piece for the first time we'll try and make the run along with kiltini briggs um i think magic saint needs the run um every he needs to run after a, a, a seasonal break. Um, I didn't really like Galahad Quest because I thought he was a bit slow. Uh, Celeb Dallin, I don't like hold-up horses at Wincanton. Um, and uh, the fact that they've been going up to three miles to me just suggests he does lack a little bit of pace. This horse, Marie, uh, Mazir, as I've always had 17 starts, career starts, that's it. 
for an 11 year old like he could not have better conditions at wing canton where he's two for two with a pace with a race set up for him i think he's a smashing bet i think he should be i think he should be two to one favorite oh i yeah, like it a lot i was gonna say he's down to um four to one in a place now there's a few you go off favorite few firms offering um 11 or two uh, our sponsors um bet uk are currently nine to two they've shortened that as well Oh my goodness! I hope you got the eight to one then when it first opened I got, up. I got, one of you. I am on, but sixes, sixes. I thought that's fair enough. Anyway, I think yeah. it's two to one. I'll, get, I'll back him all the way to two. I'll back him all the way to about eleven to four. I will. Oh really? Oh yeah, goodness! Yeah. So yeah. So as he continues to shorten, then back him away. Then up until that point, goodness! See, so that six to one. Rising talk from Daryl Mount. <laughs> Daryl Mount. Exactly. Yeah, just to say, my dad's name is actually Andrew Carter. By the way, is it? <laughs> yeah, I'm strange as that. What? That's a, I honestly didn't know that, Daryl. I don't think that I'm weirdly messaging your dad or anything like that. I actually did not know that in any way. <laughs> I hope they so don't clip this up. <laughs> Let's get every Darryl, uh, yeah, Andrew Carter that we know onto the show now for next week, just to completely mix up. Also, have you two heard of New Year, New Me? Because a pair of you two are agreeing on a whole lot of things here. You're being very amicable with the pair of each other. So, yeah, so Mezir does a boat. You both agree. It won't last. No, exactly. I was going to say, give it time. <laughs> and this new year, new you will not continue. Right. We are back to Sandown next for a 0 to 145 handicap chase for five rods and over, over two miles at 150. In what is looking a trappy enough race where a whole host of chances can or look to be given to runners here, Daryl. So who are you siding with? I'm torn between two here, but I do think the winner comes from one of them. Um, they're, mm. they're seven to two and six to one. That's Frero Bamboo, who um, a lot of people have gone off the cliff with this horse, but he needs deep ground run on good ground the last twice and i think he likes it here at sandan his second to dolos uh last february is a very very good piece of form uh in the context of this race he's uh he's he was third last last year for, um third time out to editor the geek and uh but these are just his idle conditions if you look at his his runs on soft or heavy ground like lingfield in the um january meeting the millions meeting he won and then he uh, was behind Dollars here on good to soft ground. And then he ran a cracker in the grand annual of a uh, pound high when third to global citizen coming from a mile back. Those are the only two times he's had deep ground um, for the last couple of years. I think there's more to come from him. I just think he's bubbling under and I think he could go very close. The, the one that um, I'm, I'm struggling to get away from as well is the last day. I absolutely love this horse. Um, I tip him every time he goes to. Very, very disappointed that you didn't say that in Irish accent. I was going to say, please, with the correct accent. Having offended all our Cornish um, viewers and listeners last week, I thought the Irish it was their turn this week. Laughing. <laughs> 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 but uh, this, this is a good horse. This is uh, this is a good horse. He, he's eleven now, but again, he's another eleven-year-old. That's quite sprightly. He's not had too many runs under his belt, and uh, he does want he does want a bit of deep ground. I know he's one at the spring in there at Aintree. And he does go particularly well at that trap, but he jumps for fun. And um, when he's on a going day, he's very, very good. I just I just don't know. He's got a good record fresh as well, so I won't worry about the return. I just don't know how much I trust him. That's just mm -hmm. that's just the worry. And I think Ferrero Bamboo is more likely to give his running because he has got blowout potential the last day. I'll stick with Ferrero Bamboo. Okay. Are you going to have to have a saver, though, at 7-1 to one on the last day? Yeah, I expect him to drift as well. So I'm, I will oh. do. I'll, I'll wait until he's off. But I expect the last day to drift. I don't know why. I'm just going yeah. to find him. But you'd probably just back him to win rather than an each way play if he's got blowout potential, would you? Yeah, he's one of those, Kate. He, he, he absolutely bolts up or does nothing. So yeah, um, yeah he's, he's a, he'd be a win only bet for sure. 
yep and if he drifts then don't be too deterred by that either but yeah Ferrero Bamboo who I know that this podcast is now sponsored by Bet UK but I wouldn't be surprised if it was sponsored by uh, the panda's favourite chocolate because he gets a mention what feels like every single week and Andrew you <laughs> tend to side with him so you're siding with him again yeah, no I'm de deserting Ferrero Bamboo Russia um, the, the, uh, the chosen choice of chocolates for giant pandas and uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going with the shit or bus merchant the last day I put him up as a bet in my column first time out last season um he drifted to 25 to 1 i think i put him up at 14s or 16s smooth headway led going easily two lengths ahead when fell heavily at the last now uh, that was on the 22nd of january we didn't see him again until the red rum handicap chase at uh, entry in early uh, april uh, and because 12 to 1 won that very easily now again um, 2017 2018 first time back um he's he's run a cracking race winning um uh, maiden hurdle at chepstow following season first time back he's 16 to 1 looks booked for second when he's uh, taken a tumble at the last 2019 um he's won first time out over fences at aintree following season he's bombed out when he was back over hurdles you know again after a long absence but he's got a great record when fresh as daryl's saying like mezio de zobo he's an 11 year old with 17 career runs to his name so lightly raced uh, and the, the key is just it doesn't, doesn't matter what the ground is. It's, I don't think the track matters. Um, but particularly, he's won at Carlisle, for example, stiff right-handed, you know, and he's won at uh, Aintree, sharp left-handed, flat track. So I think it's just a case of if his jumping holds up, um, everything's you know, points to a big run. So he, yeah, the, the betting's got a bit strange. He was sevens into fives when he first opened earlier in the week. Fives out to sevens now. He could go off sort of seven or two or um, you know, sixteen to one. So uh, yeah. yeah, back him to win. It's a bit like Sporting John, uh, a friend of mine, sort of said he got on each way five places. I said, "What, you know, what you're doing?" Um, I put him up as a win bet, and you know, he's, he's again, he's going to like you know win or pull up. So uh, sadly, sadly, it was the latter. Um, but yeah, he's definitely the horse you don't want to be backing each way. So yeah, the last days, um, strong bet for me. We'll be going up on the column, assuming sandown's on because there's an awful lot of rain forecast on Saturday. There is, isn't there? You can always guarantee if you see the toll workers coming up, you can always guarantee that the rain will come in there. And yeah, I mean, it is currently listed as soft at the minute. So hopefully it does pass all inspections and, and gets the go ahead. But both of you agreeing with the last day then to see if he is going to be, a, as you so eloquently put, a shit or bust then for horse for this race. <laughs> Right, back to Wincanton now for a 0-125 handicap chase for five rods and over, over two miles at 2.05. Again, not the biggest field by any means here, Andrew, so how are you playing this one? This is a really good race to bet in because there's a very dodgy favourite here in Desk Delisle. Um, bit, bit of an oddball because um, he jumps out to his left, but he has won um, the last twice at right-handed Ludlow. But he's had two runs here at um, Wincanton. He pulled up in the first of them and he was fit. Uh, in the other that was in this race last year when he was 11 to 11 to 2 now you're asked been asked to take seven or four two to one about and i don't think he likes his track i think he's going to struggle despite those little low wins uh, another quick semi-interesting in the first time blinkers having won this race last year often goes well in his first start of the new year uh, i thought the ground was too soft for midnight midge um, ditto quarto the king um, so that there's, I come down the side of two. One of them is not available. I gave a favourable mention to at Newbury last week when he's third at eighteen to one. You know, so he's, Matt Shepherd describes him as a slow two-mile chaser, and basically he needs a track with difficult fences to kind of like you know slow the others down. And both times he's won at sort of Ludlow and Newbury, um, his main rivals have made jumping errors, and he's just kind of plodded his way around. 
Uh, might be the case here as well. Uh, he's yet to run at this track, but uh, does take some jumping on occasion. So I not available. Um, you know, he's going to be in, in contention. I think he's nine to two. The one I like though is um, Native Robin at a huge price, thirty-three to one. Now he's a thirteen-year-old, but his last five runs at Wincanton have produced four wins in the second. Um, he's hated the stiff track the last twice, Cheltenham and Exeter. So back at his favourite venue. I don't understand why he's 33 to 1. Yes, you know, maybe those last two runs are on account of him declining at the age of 13, or it's just a case that um, you know, he didn't uh, he didn't like the uh, the uphill finishes and at, at the price you can take the chance that it's um, you know, it's, that that's the reason for the, the, those poor efforts. So yeah, native Robin for me, save one not available. In turn to similar disappointing last time out, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him bounce back to something. But the market is all to cock here. Why death denial is two to one seven to four? I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I mean, in turn to Savola, Sivo, he is second in there at nine to two, but the main place not available nine to two. But the outsider of the field, thirty three to one, about Native Robin. You've got a theme of siding with the old boys t today, Andrew. So hopefully that will materialise. Andrew, all, all those old boys together. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, those old boys. Andrew, got to got to hold the fort. Uh, Daryl, who do you like? I'm sticking with a baby in the field. I think this is a very well handicapped horse in turn de Civola. Um, wasn't even put in the race last time at Foslas. Completely just just hung out the back. Didn't even I'm surprised they didn't do a the choir on it. Um, because he was 13 pounds out of the handicap there. So uh, it's no surprise that they didn't want to get involved there. He now drops in grade or slightly in grade but he's running off his correct mark of 123 instead of 136. um i watched his i liked his run at warwick behind stage star because that was another sort of suspect run as well um now they're not obviously plotting for a thirteen thousand pound prize but my point being is i think they're just using the two runs to get a bit more experience into him and uh he was really still tanking behind stage star on the turn you know into the home straight and then just nudged out under hands and heels as the winner went and run away. This is the first real opportunity we're going to see him sort of in a handicap, ask for a maximum effort. Um, and as I've said before, I don't like hold up horses at, at Wincanton, but he has made all over hurdles before. And I'm just wondering if they switch up tactics here uh, and go forward. He's been a little bit supported from sixes into 92. And uh, I think he's completely unexposed. I think he's very well handicapped on the pick of his hurdle form. He beat Gary Moore's York Sea at Cheltenham, uh, not last December, December before in a juvenile hurdle very, very easily. That horse is rated something like 130 um, or 130, 126, which is due to, due to go up, I think. Um, but there's bits and pieces of his form with like Silver Shade, who's, who's rated close enough to him to think that he's got a lot in hand off this mark of 123 so in turn to Sivilla for me oh i like it a lot then good case made yeah in turn to Sivilla. so why am i finding it so tricky to say Sivola, i keep getting caught between Sivola and Sivola. uh but anyway the five-year-old there in the field hopefully continue good form for jane williams right it is graded action up next with the grade one tollworth novices hurdle for four-year-olds and over over two miles at 225 where unfortunately we did obviously lose lucia from the race due to an unsatisfactory scope after she was the enterprise favorite for the tollworth that now leaves to uh tamuras at the head of the market at two to one authorized speed at nine to four and it's a fascinating runner then for henry de bromhead in next who sends over arctic brazil for this one and he is a hundred thirty thank you andrew shots currently hey. so, Darryl, who <laughs> i've learned finally but daryl who wins the tollworth 
Ah, it's almost like the markets forgot that the Irish are much better than the English, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, but in this case, um, like like Tamara shouldn't be favourite for this. Should he just shouldn't be on all known form? He should not be favourite for this grade one. Authorised speed is the horse that should be favourite. Um, the slight concern. I, I fancied this horse right from the moment I saw him actually at Lingfield. Um, he beat a horse that I liked that day. I tipped each way. Broadway Boy by fifteen lengths, and I know that Broadway Boy is capable of running to at least one two five. And I know that this horse has run to 140. I, I just twice on two occasions, including here at Sandown last time. Um, and the moment I saw it at Lingfield, I thought Tollworth Hurdle. The problem is, is I do this quite often, right? Is I, I will see a horse and I'll think of a graded race for them in Britain, and I'll be all over them up until that point, up until it gets to the day, and then I'm like, oh, let's have a look at something else. <laughs> let's see what else in the race. Your uh, toxic so I, trait. Yeah, so I do annoy myself by doing that, but. <laughs> I, I I expected him to be quite a strong favourite to be honest, and he's not. He's two. He's two to one. Um, if if I can get nine to four, I'll definitely back him over Tamaris because I just think that Tamaris, although does want a bit more of a stamina test, I don't. I'm not entirely convinced that he wants deep ground. Uh, whereas Authorized Speed almost certainly does. Um, Astro Astro Boy was the one I was going to mention. That's overpriced in comparison to Tamaris, who he beat on the, in a bumper at Foss Lass, uh back in February last year. But he's been he's coming from 28s to 14s now, so that's that's irrelevant. Me even mentioning that. Um, Arctic Brazil, I did like the run. I've got to be honest. I know a lot of people. There's some people that say that this horse is going to absolutely piss up in a, in a Cheltenham race. There's other people that say he's absolutely rubbish. I don't know where I sit with him. I did like the run. I thought he won with plenty in hand. Uh, cork. He's definitely going to improve. Whereas uh, he was wearing a hood that seems to have come off. He was wearing a hood, wasn't he, the last day? Definitely. No, he wasn't. What was he wearing then? Some sort of head, some sort of fanciful headgear. Um, I thought he was wearing a hood, but he, he's kind of a horse that's got his head up in the air a little bit, which does sort of worry me a, a bit. But I, I find it hard to see him out of the first two, really, because he galloped through the through the line the last day very, very strongly, and um, he's, he is a nice horse, definitely going places. I, I don't know about YouTube, and I, but I just I have wondered about Henry de Bromhead's horses when they travel. Yeah. Is that something that's been on your the pair of yours minds? Because it's definitely on my minds. Look, Envoy Allen was crap in a King George, wasn't he? Like, I think Benello Endo when he came over to King George was crap. Like, he had a terrible chance. Bluetard, Bluetard, a Betfair. Like, I don't know if it, I mean, and trust me, this is not stable form, right? I'm just wondering about like <laughs> the traveling over if it's something. I don't know. I'm confusing myself. All for I speed, Kate. I thought you were going to say maybe the magic carrots only work in Ireland and uh, <laughs> All for high speed, Kate. It went, hopefully. Oh, so signing with authorized speed yeah, the same anyway. That. Yeah. Yeah. I, I <laughs> I'm in agreement with you though. I thought he was going to be favourite when we lost Lucia mm. from this race. I kind of thought, and I totally agree that I thought that the ground was against Tamaris as well. I thought authorized speed well, sure, he'll go on favourite then with that proven course and distance form. Just the um, jumping that worries me a little bit. Yeah. That was Goshen esque, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it was exactly. He just he just has to yeah follow his stable mate by rooting the lath then, doesn't he? Yeah, they love that, don't they? The more horses, but uh, yeah, but but like I say, that is a slight concern. So sorry to step in there, Andrew. But we talk about Arctic Brazil. I am going to side with him because, like you say, I just think that the Irish horses are still better than ours. And it's interesting that Henry de Bromhead sending this lad over for this potentially is just scouting out the British competition, or it may just be. Um, 
to pick up a more feasible grade one in novice hurdle company this side of the RFC because the impression you got on the back of his win last night you thought well he'll just step straight into graded company on the back of that because that was a good maiden hurdle at court the correct horse was in second in mercury and he just won it easily from that strong favorite so hopefully he just settles and jumps that bit better himself this time so he is going to need to but he looks set for this race and hopefully it's another Tollworth success in as many years for that sire of the moment in Blue Brazil who obviously was the sire of Constitution Hill for this race last year because I think Arctic Brazil is a proper one. I wouldn't be one extreme like you say Daryl of thinking he's absolutely going to bolt up in a Cheltenham Festival race but I also don't think he's useless. Can we just it seems like you can't have a middle ground in racing but uh but I'm gonna be the no, it's all black and white it is it's all black and white exactly machine or a donkey either way. Andrew who do you like? Um yeah not I normally like this race. When, when I was bookmaking, I, I, I learned to sort of um, look at knee action and uh, watch horses going to post. Uh, Wendy Perry, daughter of bookmaker Ivor Perry, sort of taught me, you know, what to look for. And she'd say, no, can't win. No, can't win. Yeah, that's the winner. And it's amazing how often she picked out the Tolworth winner, just watching them go down on what was usually heavy ground. Now, uh, I'm against Tamaris, um, like Daryl, a uh, listed winner last time out at Haydock. Um, I looked at Nichols' record with listed winners going up to grade one company, uh, only one from 19 in the last 25 years, including uh, Tubap, who was two to one for this race in 2011, only finished third after landing that same uh, Haydock listed contest. I just thought he's priced up on the trainer rather than what he's actually achieved on the track. Authorised speed is the one I'm, I've come down the side with. I, I know it was novice hurdle last time out, but at least it wasn't a maiden hurdle. At least it was uh, similar going over course and distance. Um, Arctic Brazil. I mean, Henry de Bromid, when he goes from uh, a maiden hurdle winner to um, try to win a grade one in a single step, he's um, I think one from 29 or one from nine, one from 19, I think it was actually. Uh, and that was Bob Ollinger. Um, oh, god, that's <laughs> not. Admittedly, not quite a few of big prices. I mean, I, I took the view that the reason he's coming over is because he's not good enough to win a graded race in Ireland, perhaps. And uh, um, you know, the the, the, third, the seven length third in that um, maiden hurdle one was beating 24 lengths at Limerick next time. So, you know, it's uh, yeah, not, not, not for me uh, at that price. I'll go off my speed. Okay, siding with authorised speed though as well. Yes, so that's going to be very interesting to see. But both of you agreeing that he probably uh, looks a little bit overpriced then at nine to four, all things considered. Now, one of my favourite races of the season is the Veterans Handicap Chase Series final at Sandown for 10-year-olds and over. So, but for all that, we don't actually have any 10-year-olds then within this because 10-year-olds obviously can't qualify for this because they've all turned a year older on the 1st of January. This race is over three miles. And Andrew, uh, it's a wide open renewal this year. So which old four-year-old girl comes home in front? Yeah, cracking race, isn't it? Um, you know, lots to sort of get stuck into. Um, so, some interesting stats. Um, so there's seven runnings of this race previously. The top five in the weights are just one from 36. Um, so horses who, who finished first or second last time out, one from 35. It's also not been ideal to have run in a veterans handicap chase last time out. I think it's two from 48 uh, in a loss of 18 pounds. Mo most of these are sort of qualified earlier in the season and then perhaps running better company last time out. Uh, and also it's very rare for a horse not to have had two or more runs in the last few months. So, you know, Ramsey Detaille, favourite at 11-2, only had the one run in the last year pretty much. Wasn't usually keen on him. Snow Leopardess, um, wonderful though she has been, that those last three runs you started to sort of worry uh, about whether um, you know, there's a problem with her. And at 13 to 2, I can leave her alone. And so Prime Ventures um, you know, won this last year. Evan Williams has got a good record in the race. Wouldn't put you off putting that one in your place pot. 
Um, but I was sort of looking further down the field. Broken Quest was um, one of the ones I've backed. You know, I think he's about 33 to 1. Yeah. No, <laughs> he, he was beaten 23 lengths by Eva's Oscar at Cheltenham last time when a 16 to 1 shot. Um, but I just thought he needed to come back to a right handed track. He's now um, not from nine under rules when racing left handed. Right handed, he's won nine of his 19 stars, you know, near 50% strike rate. And. Um, you know, he's, he qualified for this earlier on. He's won from one at Sandown. So uh, uh, ground-wise, he's won on heavy, but over two and a half miles. Um, whether he wants it that soft over this sort of trip, I'm not so sure. But at the price, you know, you can take the chance. Run to Milan's an interesting one as well. The um, Victor Darnell horse, uh, useless left-handed. Right-handed, he's won four of his 12 career starts. He's been in the first four and 11 of the 12. Uh, the only time he, he was out of the frame was where it was here at Sandown, but that was in the EBF final over hurdles, two and a half miles, you know, about f um, five years ago now when he was pull pulled up. So uh, I wouldn't read too much into that. So, yeah, Broken Quest and uh, Run to Milan were sort of two bigger prices that I thought would give you a run for your money. Kustar um, Civil is interesting. Second start for Venetia, and I thought Shambard might run better than he did at Haydock. But it's a, it's a cracking old race and say one of my favourite races of the year. Well, I don't think I've ever backed the winner of it. No, no. Apart from, um, was it Jepek a few years ago who was just completely teed up for it? Apart from that, it's sort of, it, it has been very tricky. But good cases made in a 20 to 1 shot in run to Milan and also 33 to 1 about broken quests as well. So big prices. Andrew swinging for the boundaries then. Daryl, do you agree? Uh, I like Bally Andy. Um, class act to need this horse. I love this horse. Uh, I thought the trip at Cheltenham last time on the back of a short break in November uh, when behind Magic Dancer and Saint Xavier, I thought, and Broken Quest actually, I think, uh, was just too too short for him. Um, I think he wants to go back up in trip. Um, he's not got a... He's, he, I mean, you go back to the Perth run in September and I think we know that that was just a bit of a jolly hut for Nigel Twist and Dave. <laughs> he, sent, he sent the other the other horse there, didn't he? Um, go road gal road oh gal road yeah. <laughs> yeah same owners same ownership i think isn't it yeah right. so we know that was just uh just sort of a run for them um that that ground would have been too quick for him there he's two for two other than that overfed over over three miles i know it's come over hurdles but i think he jumps perfectly well over fences for a track like this i think the ground would definitely suit him going back up to a stiff test of stamina over three miles would certainly suit him he's off a fair mark he's, he is a class act in the field you know if he puts it all Puts his best hoof forward, if you like. I think 12 to 1 is a fair price, so it'd be must have at the race. Oh, 12 to 1, then about dear old Bally Andy. He's just one of those horses where he just feels like he's going to be around forever. And then you see that he's now 12, and you think, oh, God, things don't last forever, do they? But no. uh, yeah, God, that would be. I guess so he's, um, um, he's, he's, yeah, he's 12 to 1 uh, with our sponsors. There are five places as well, where I think most firms are. So you can you can afford to have a few stabs at this race, I think. Especially given um the the fab is, is I think never won right-handed, so I think that's what I'm saying. Um, oh, I, like it. I just thought taking the top of them, I just thought they were too short at the top of the market. That Bally is good each way bet five places. Yeah, no, definitely. So, like, say five places on offer them with Bet UK is uh, is very likable way to play that race, which is obviously as ever very very competitive. Right back to Wincanton for a not one forty handicap hurdle for four year olds and over over two mile five at three fifteen, where Chianti Gasigol heads the betting as the five four market leader yeah. on his handicap debut off of a mark of one three one, which looks for me 
hugely feasible for him to overcome because I mean I've actually been lucky enough to have a sit on this horse and I, it was about this time last year and he literally just gave me the nicest feel and even then I sort of I was, didn't really take in sort of what I was sat on at the time but I remember taking a photo of him then afterwards to this is the worst after timing of all time but I took <laughs> a photo of him afterwards then I didn't take a photo of any of the other horses just to try and remind myself of who I then sat on that day and and that was as I say around this time last year and he'd only won his market raise and bumper after finishing second at Ascot previously but oh he feels like a proper one and I know that since then he is held in the highest regard by connections anyway so I'm so pleased that he is proving everyone associated with him correct that he is a smart one I think this extra one furlong should really suit him and a softer ground will also be in his favour as well so I'm certainly not looking to lay Chianti Classico at his current price which I'm more than happy to take so it's unoriginal but it's a fab for me though Daryl so who do you like? Yeah total agreement with you oh, this, yes. is your, this is your get out of jail card this is I yeah. think um, if, all, if all else fails on the day <laughs> I, I can't see this getting beat off for Michael 131 I think he's very well handicapped and he's the most promising out of this bunch. So, uh, so is obviously a little bit interesting um, for Paul Nichols, but uh, yes, yeah, Shanty Glasgow should take a world of being, I think. Oh, yes, I like that. Back it up, and I will be resharing that photo as well. Mark my words. <laughs> <laughs> if it was to be doesn't, then you'll never see the photo ever again. Uh, but yeah, so Shanty Classico for Daryl and I, though, Andrew, are you going to make it a hat trick? Yeah, yes, I think he wins. <gasps> yes. Oh, my goodness me. Oh, perfect. Even even, even better. <laughs> oh, this is why does this not happen from week to week? I like 2023 U2. This is a much better one. <laughs> Both agreeing, or all three of us agreeing then with Chianti Classico 5 for 4 in the 3.15 at Wincanton. And our final scheduled race is back at Sandown with a 0 to 145 handicap hurdle for four-year-olds and over over two miles at 3.35. Another open-looking handicap hurdle, Andrew. So who wins it? Uh, having a clue. I uh, have not had much chance to look at this race in any sort of detail, so uh, not going to offer a selection. The, the one of interest for the future is Imphile for Gary Moore, who needs good ground, ideally. Got away with it uh, when Canton last year on good to soft. But he's going to win a big race, I think, when he gets his ground. But uh, hasn't been out for 266 days. It's officially soft. I imagine he won't run because of the ground, but do look out for him in future. Cool. Okay, so do look out for Infal then in the future. I mean, if you, I mean, here he's actually drifted out to fourteen to one though for this race. But a race to look for the future and to look for horses to take out of it. Then going forwards for Andrew Darrell, any stronger opinions? Uh, no, uh, I don't know. It's quite tricky. This is. Um, mm. I totally agree with Andrew about Infal. I like that horse a lot. This is two miles on heavy ground. It's going to be heavy ground. He's not going to run, uh, so I won't worry about him. Um, I'll just. This does yellow at the top of the market, right? He could bolt up here, but he was beaten very, very easily at Haydock by Jungle Jack. Um, and he was turned out quickly under a seven pound penalty. He's now um, a further eight pound higher in the weight. So I, I, I struggle to see him holding favoritism in all honesty. ICO was, was quite promising for Paul Nichols last year, um, but he just wasn't finishing out his races. He did finish out his race uh, in the Dove Cup last February, but he was just sort of outpaced. I wonder if he wants deep crowd. Um, he's two for two on deep ground and perhaps good to soft at Kempton dry and ground was, was too quick for him. He's returning after 315 days off, but you can pretty much count on Paul Nichols to have one fit and ready. Uh, so he, he's definitely of interest. He's around four to one. Lightly squeeze. Um, like for me, this horse has easily got the best form in the race. I tipped him at Kempton last time when he won at, in November. They've given him plenty of time off because that came after a long old break. Um, 
he doesn't tend to run well second time out after a break. That would be the slight concern um, with him. In the air is interesting for Gary Moore. Uh, Hardy to saw the same. Like they're all sort of interesting without sort of standing out. I'll, I'll give a good mention to one at a big price. Um, 50 to 1 is uh, Palladium. He's Ooh. two for two at Sandown, right? And heavy and soft ground. Bolted up 10 lengths and 11 lengths in his two start. Looked a really promising horse for Nicky Henderson. Um, Nico is on for the first time for, for Polly Gundry. And uh, it's just interesting that Nicky Henderson only sent this horse to Polly Gundry a couple of days ago. Uh, January the 2nd. So they persisted with this horse for, for nearly 18 months and then sent it down to Polly Gundry and Nico's on for the first time. I just find that very, very interesting. Um, look, might do absolutely nothing, but 50 to 1 up for, for a twice for a, for a 100% course winner who's not, you know, won by less than 10 lengths in his two starts. I mean, you'll find worse 50 to 1 shots than that. So I think he'll do for me, Palladium. Yeah, and after we got, I mean, those two back-to-back was 150, 100 to 1 winners at Newcastle yesterday. Like I say you would find worse 50 to 1 shots then for Palladium doing the old San, Santini switcheroo. Yeah, and he did go, he did go off five to one joint favourite for the for the Boodles two years ago. Yeah. So he got, like, and what was he rated then? One hundred and thirty-seven. He's now off one hundred and twenty-six. So yeah. I'm going to back him at fifty to one. Go on, the boy. Yeah. Do it exactly on, on on the closing race. Why not exactly? I mean, Santini definitely didn't lose his, his form from what he had previously at Nicky Anderson. So going to Polly Gundry's in his Kelvin Hughes colours. So Palladium might just be the one fifty to one. Like the good good way to finish, Daryl. So have you got any more of those fifty to one shots that we can go to all with this weekend, please, from anywhere else? No. I've got absolutely nothing from anywhere else. In all honesty, there's a couple of interesting ones on the all weather, but. I think they'll be priced accordingly. So, um, no, nothing really. Um, no, that's it. <laughs> no, fair enough. Fair enough. Then it's just that it is that time of year in January now, isn't it? Uh, Andrew, anything from anywhere else? Uh, I'll go free solo in the 110 at Linkfield. Uh, very impressive here uh, earlier in the week. One with a ton in hand, just bike racing on the slowest part of the track. That was a mile, but did win over this seven furlong trip the time before. I just think he's very progressive. He's going to eat this lot for breakfast. Probably going to be priced on between five to four and seven to four, probably closer to the five to four mark. Uh, maybe if you want to enhance that, do Broxy uh, for the forecast. Oh, okay then. Yep. So hopefully enhance it with Broxy then for the uh, for the forecast in that race at one ten at Lingfield. Now, oh no, I was gonna I was gonna let you go first, Andrew, of your nap, but I'm not gonna let you because I'm playing dirty. I'm going Chianti Classic over three fifteen at Wincanton. So up yours. You're going next. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm gonna go the. Uh, I was gonna go the last day. I think I'll go free solo in the one ten at uh, Lingfield. So it sounds like it might be a. Uh, a short price travel coming up with our naps. Oh God, yeah, exactly. No pressure then. And Terrell, sorry, we got in before you as well. That's for that. Who's <laughs> your nap? Oh, I'm torn between two. They both come at Wincanton as well. So um I'm gonna go. Oh, do you know what? He's the right. He's the right nap. Mezir de Zobo in the one thirty at Wincanton. Yes. Actually, you both agreed with him as well then. So lots of agreement this weekend. So this is either going to be brilliant or terrible for us next week on our <laughs> listing off all of our results then on next week's show. But hopefully there is plenty of luck for the pair of you two. So thank you so much for watching. Thanks so much to the lads for all of their hard work. Thank you to our sponsor, Bet UK, And we will speak to you again next week. <laughs>